It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's Flipmas, and everybody gets a present. I guess except Iowa. <laughs> Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's normally him. But today, upgraded uh, with Joseph Hastings from On3, his cohort over there at On3. Joseph, how are you today? Luke, I'm doing excellent. How about yourself? I'm doing good, and best of luck lander plane. You've got that whole <laughs> get-up. I dig it. Yeah, I, I know. It's uh, it's pretty crazy right now, actually. You know, I, I'm probably going to do a little Christmas cut um, soon, you know, get it shaved down for the for the Under Armour All-America game. So I'm letting it grow out for the time being. Um, well, I'm talking I'm, more about the about the, the whole setup there. You got the whole big oh, thing. I mean, oh, oh, I oh yeah, yeah. I've got. I've got the headphones. I, I don't know what brand it is. Um, you know, on three sent it to me, but I'm using it. I like it. Um, next time I'm going to use the microphone, the, the Samsung microphone. So be on the lookout for that one. I'm, I'm down with it, man. Okay. <laughs> we got to talk about this. Caden Proctor is going to take an unofficial visit to Alabama. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that um, while it is unofficial, it's, probably unofficially official because I, I'm just guessing. You tell me how this works. I'm guessing he's not paying for this on his own dime. I'm, I'm betting. I, I don't know how it works. I want you to tell us, first of all. Secondly, does this, is this, um, does this mean that Alabama's chance of flipping him from Iowa or have upgraded immensely? I mean, first of all, to answer your first question, it's an unofficial visit, so it will be on on Caden Proctor's own dime. Uh, you know that that that's how these trips work. When he took his official visit to Alabama back in June, that was fully paid for. Um, didn't have to pay a dime for that one for travel, for meals, etc. When, when you look at this one here, this upcoming trip, you have to say that it boosts Alabama's chances, obviously. You know, this is an unofficial visit on his own dime the weekend before early signing period, which begins on Wednesday, December 21st. So the timing of this benefits Alabama tremendously. Now, am I going to put in a prediction for the Crimson Tide to pull this one off? Not yet. I mean, obviously, we want to wait to see what the returns of this trip are. Uh, Oregon obviously played host to him for a visit last month. I think Alabama was trying to get him on campus during the season for the Texas A&M game or the Iron Bowl. That didn't happen. You know, we knew that there was a chance that Proctor was going to visit Alabama after committing to Iowa. Um, but, I mean, you know, the timing of this is definitely more beneficial compared to what, what it would have been had it been during the season. So, yeah, to, to answer that second question, you have to say it does boost Alabama's chances just because of the timing of the visit, but um, still waiting to see how it actually goes. All right. Well, I want to ask you this. Okay, the reason I brought that up about the unofficial visit, I know that unofficially – um, it, it when an unofficial visit happens, it is on the players on dime. But I say mm -hmm. that because I went to one of the Iowa message boards, uh, unfortunately, one of your competitors, just because I was frantically looking. And mm -hmm. they said, yeah, it's an unofficial visit, but I can bet he's not paying for it. Now, that was a moderator who said that. It wasn't – now, some of these moderators can be fanboys, but my the reason I brought it up was like, okay – I wonder if there's something new now that I don't know about in the land of NIL 
maybe that uh, he doesn't have to pay for it. I, I don't know. I didn't know how it operated anymore. Frankly, I don't know that any of us know the rules anymore anyway. No, you know, th- that is kind of irresponsible to say something like that, like to say, I bet that, um, you know, th- that he isn't paying for it, as- especially because of the implications of that, you know. Um, but look, an unofficial visit is when the prospect and their family has to pay for the visit. That- that's that been the case. That has been the case. Even in the new era of NIL, that 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 remains the case. So, uh, no, that-, that, you know, I don't know. What, what sources were behind that statement that were made there, uh, if, if there were any, but, um, you know, that this is an unofficial visit that Caden Proctor and his family are paying for. Okay. So that that's good then. I mean, that's, I like that even more for Alabama. It means that they are very really serious. I mean, you're not going to spend that kind of money and not come here and be like, I mean, it, we'll compare this to uh, James Smith taking an unofficial to Auburn this weekend We'll talk about James Smith in a bit, but James Smith only has to go from Montgomery to Auburn. I mean, that's not a mm-hmm. big deal, and they're going to treat you like royalty when you get there. So the the transportation is really all you got to deal with. But I mean, to uh, to go from Iowa to Alabama, believe me, I've made that flight several times. Um, it is uh, it, it isn't the easiest in the world. So yes, um, I, I feel like this is uh, even more good news for the Tide. And look, if Caden Proctor were to commit to Alabama. Uh, or flip to Alabama and sign with the Tide, um, the way people would view this class, even though it's already number one, I think just explode because that's probably the one thing people believe Alabama's missing. Look, they you, they don't have Arch Manning, right? Um, but they've got a couple of quarterbacks that are people are really, really like. I know the staff loves Dylan Lawton. I know they love Eli Holstein. Um the running back, arguably the two best running backs in the class, wide receiver. Okay, they don't have the the bona fide five star of a you know a Jerry Judy Henry Ruggs in the past, but Jalen Hill is really coveted. Um, mm-hmm. Then you look at the defensive line. Let's assume they end up getting James Smith. That sort of covers that base. And then of course Hunter Osborne, very good player. You know, all the way down the line, um, the offensive line is probably the one thing people are like, okay, it's a good class. But it doesn't wow you like some of the classes in the past. But if you add Caden Proctor to this class, all of a sudden you're like, okay, that's about as good as you can do. I think the funny thing about this class, Luke, is that it's kind of defined by what Alabama has, hasn't has been able to do in their own state and what they've been able to do in other states. And if you add Caden Proctor to the fold, that further adds to kind of that narrative that's been shaping up here. You know, Alabama fans are obviously upset that they weren't able to – to land uh, Peter Woods, who committed to Clemson. They weren't able to land Kelby Collins, who committed to Florida. Those are two big, big losses at positions of need uh, along the defensive line. But then you look at what they did in Georgia, landing um, three of the top four players in the state there and Dylan Lonergan, Caleb Downs, Justice Haynes. If they're able to pull off the flip of Caden Proctor, you know, the number one player in Iowa, uh, Eli Holstein's a top five player in the state of Louisiana. So, so And then Richard Young, obviously one of the top players in the state of Florida. You know, I I think it further adds to that narrative and builds upon uh, what Alabama has been able to do in this class, which is have great success in other states, you know, landing legacy prospects from other programs. Um, they're hoping to do the same with Damari Brown, whose father played for Miami. Um, you know, they're really they're really doing an excellent job in this class. Unfortunately, you know, people are going to be upset about the way that, the, uh, that things finish along the defensive line. But if you had Caden Proctor, um, I completely agree with you. It changes the perception of this class immensely. Um, the offensive line group, it, it goes from, I think, 
good, bordering, great to potentially elite. You know, I, we're really high on Wilkin Formby on three is he's a borderline top 50 prospect. Miles McVeigh is somebody that could receive a rankings boost. He's participated. He's supposed to, he was supposed to have participated in the, the Under Armour All-America game. I don't know if that's going to be the case since he's starting practice today, but um, you know, he's somebody that we're obviously going to continue to evaluate. You look at Raquez McKeldry, who was committed to Georgia at one time, flipped to flipped to Alabama. Um, you know, Raymond Polito, somebody that uh, the staff has been really high on. So, you, you know, the offensive line group, it's big. Um, it, it's already big. It's got a lot of uh, got a lot of length. If you add Kenny Proctor to the fold, you're looking at a potential, um, you know, freshman starter uh, for the program or somebody who could be contributing for early playing time. You know, and if there are any Iowa fans watching uh, by chance that – Look, they may be of the mindset that, hey, why would you go to Alabama uh, when, you know, you're from Iowa, you've been committed to Iowa for, for a while? I mean, first of all, I mean, Alabama speaks for itself. If, if the state of Alabama had a college wrestler, uh, you know, and he went to Iowa, it flipped to Iowa, I couldn't complain about it very much. But mm-hmm. I'd looked at Iowa's class, um, and this is something I don't normally do. Uh, Iowa's always in the, what, top – 35 of recruiting, I would say, top 30 to top 35, plus or minus. I looked at their classes, um, one five-star in Caden Proctor, one four-star, 18 three-stars. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can say that you can go to Iowa and be a superstar and, you know, Tristan Wirfs or whatever you want to mm-hmm. say. But in the end, I mean, I think greatness wants to play with greatness. And so it, it wouldn't shock me if this flip were to happen. And, and I'm really – I'm almost banking on it now. I mean, I hate to do that. I hate to be so cocky about it. I really do. Um, you know, Alabama fans hate to be cocky. I mean, honestly, Luke, there's every reason to be. Look, Caden Proctor had Alabama in his top two in June uh, before committing to Iowa. And this situation kind of mirrors Centarian Perkins in, in a little bit, in a sense, because, you know, Perkins is committed to Ole Miss, but had he been a prospect in any other state and had the admiration for Alabama that he had, you know, he'd be committed to Alabama. I think it's the home appeal that's kind of kept him solid with the Rebels. And uh, same thing with Caden Proctor in Iowa. Because you look at Iowa's program right now, what what are the appeals? I mean, they, they just won 7-5 and, and had a 44-point loss to Ohio State. You mentioned, you know, the opportunity to go there, kind of be the superstar, um, you know, following the lead of Tristan, following the footsteps of Tristan Wirfs, his, um, his, his teammate and one of his best friends, former teammate, I should say, Xavier Nwokpa, um, you know, plays for Iowa. He kind of made that shocking decision to choose Iowa over Ohio State last cycle. So you look at that, and there are obviously some appeals there, but had Caden been based in, any other state and had that you know that love for Alabama the admiration for them you'd say that he'd be committed to the Crimson Tide right now we'll see you know I'm once again I'm not predicting any flips um not saying anything's gonna happen uh we're we're in the day and age of like you 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 can't you have to expect the unexpected essentially um you know things can change over these next few days before early signing period but uh, once again definitely a huge boost for Alabama here getting him on campus I got to ask you about Suntarian Perkins here in just a second, uh, mostly about the way I've been butchering his name. But right now, I need to tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is where you want to go to get that bet in. You can bet on baseball, you can bet on basketball, you can bet on football, college, pro, whatever you want, MMA, golf. They got it at BetOnline.net. Here's the beautiful thing about BetOnline.net. 
It's easy to pay in. It's even easier to pay out. And the site is super simple to navigate. I've gone on there several times and played poker. It's a ton of fun. And um, look, it's safe. It's secure. A lot of people worry about that type of stuff, but it's so easy and so fun and so safe. Go check out betonline.net. Again, you can bet on whatever you want to bet on. Look, a big weekend coming up in the NFL. Bowl games are starting. You want to be a part of all that. You want to get in action. Go betonline.net because that's where the game starts okay uh Suntarian perkins that's how you say that and i've been saying yeah. Suntarian perkins which sounds like the world's worst <laughs> orange um i don't know why i mean i just that's the way it looks to me but you're sure it's Suntarian. i just want to be i want to know this because look here's the other thing i'm embarrassed to say i went to the uh alabama mississippi all-star game i was a part of the radio broadcast and um every one of us were calling him Suntarian perkins the whole time <laughs> Yeah, it, it is definitely Suntarian. Uh, I spoke with him back in October. Uh, I asked him, the first thing I asked him when we got on the phone, I was like, hey, man, how do you pronounce your name? Because I've been saying Suntarian. Uh, and he said it's Suntarian. Because it doesn't sound like it should be Suntarian. You know, like it doesn't have that, you know, that 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 extra, um, you know, vowel there to to add to it. But um, no, he said it's Suntarian. Uh, Charles Power, our, our director of scouting rankings, told me that, uh, he spoke with with Suntarian at the Alabama Mississippi All Star practice. Uh, found out it was Suntarian, so uh, yes, it's definitely Suntarian. Okay, but that's so it's not really my fault. I mean, you were saying Suntarian too, right? I mean, oh, that's the way it's spelled. Yeah, I was saying Suntarian, and, and um, Charles, when I <laughs> when we were talking, because he did me a favor for the interview, he he asked me before. He's like, "So you're sure it's Suntarian, right?" I was like, "Yeah." He told me it, and then. You know, I heard in the audio uh, him ask for it if it's Suntarian uh, or Suntarine. So, uh, yeah, everyone, I think everyone has been saying Suntarine. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. How I, I have I, not, how I have not said we're all living in a yellow Suntarine is beyond me. But. <laughs> look, you, you, look, during the summer when the, when I thought that flip was about to happen, I, I I was singing that. I was singing the Beatles. I was like, we're all living in a yellow Suntarine. Like it was going through my head. Trust me. Trust me. Um, but no, I, I think it's, I, I think that was funny. You know, um, you're talking about bet MGM, you know, bet, bet online. Um, you know, you look at that. I would have put all my money on it being oh. Suntarine versus Suntarine. No yeah. I mean, yeah. And look, there's part of me that's like, it, it, when you see it spelled, because it's spelled S-U-N-T-A-R-I-N-E, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the exact it's, spelling. It's Suntarin all day, but Suntarian. Okay, <laughs> look, you tell me. I spell my name L-U-K-E, but if I told you to pronounce it John, that's what you'd have to do, right? I mean, that's what you have what to. We do. So yeah, yeah, I, um, I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, but man. now I want to talk about Damari Brown. Damari Brown, mm -hmm. you mentioned that he is the son of a former Miami Herd. Know that. So tell us about mm -hmm. that and uh, what Alabama's chances are of, of getting him in the fold. Yeah, I believe his father's name is pronounced Selwyn. I, 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 I haven't been able to get that. That Speaking of name pronunciations, I, I wasn't able to get that one down. But um, yeah, no, the, the, the Mari Brown is a Miami Hurricanes legacy. Obviously, they're in Plantation, Florida, playing for American Heritage about an hour away or so from Coral Gables. So, yeah, you know, there's definitely an appeal there when, when you talk about the Hurricanes. And uh, we just saw Reuben Bain commit to Miami over Alabama, Florida State, others, um, you know, th this week. So it's tough landing, um, you know, prospects with connections to the Hurricanes program who live there in South Florida, especially with the way that Mario Cristobal and company are recruiting. But, hey, uh, 
you know, Demar Brown is somebody. I think he's a little bit different. I think he, he he's someone who um, would be more than willing to leave the state. I think Alabama is in the best position right now, in my opinion. I had him in our mock class of a couple of weeks ago, just over a couple of weeks ago, and I'm still going to kind of stick by that projection. Not an official prediction, but I think just based on the way things are trending, I like Alabama's chances. You know, Nick Saban there, um, you know, coaching DBs, that's a real big appeal for him. Earl Little, his former teammate, he's heard a lot of great things about Alabama from him. He also knows about Patrick Sertan, um, you know, and, and the success that he had at Alabama going from American Heritage to Tuscaloosa to the NFL, having great success there. I think he's evaluating all of that. He likes the culture at Alabama. He's been there twice this uh, this fall, went to the Mississippi State game and the Iron Bowl. So, yeah, just, you know, I have my projection in for Alabama. But once again, there's just there's so much that can change between now and Wednesday. So um, we'll wait to see what happens then. Yeah, that that one's an interesting one. And it's obvious to me. I mean, Nick Saban and company really love this kid. And um, so I'm, I'm mm. excited about the prospects of him. And look, I think he would be one of the, you know, if Alabama were to get him late, uh, if if you get Caden Proctor, Quay Russo and James Smith, I mean, Demario <laughs> Brown, I, I feel like we wouldn't love. I feel like you know, yeah. it would be one of those things where, I mean, he should be celebrated a little more because he's a dude. Yeah, he is. You know, he's a true press man type of corner, very physical, very strong. Um, you know, when you talk about physical development uh, and, and projecting to David Ballou's strength and conditioning program, what work will we need to be done? Demar's not someone who's really going to need that. Um, you know, he obviously everyone's going to have to make some sort of transition, but uh, from a physical perspective, he definitely has all the tools. Uh, I got to see him in person. Really, He really didn't get to do too much since the team he was going up against ran the ball for the most part, didn't really throw his way, but um, he looks like he has decent speed in person from what I was able to gather. Um, as I mentioned before, um, you know, physically developed at this at this stage in his career. So I, I think he would be an exciting addition, top 25 cornerback in this class, adding alongside Jaleel Hurley. And then, you know, you're still in the mix for Desmond Rick. So um, yeah, look, look, Alabama can have a really, really strong finish on Wednesday. I, I Honestly, the way Wednesday plays out, it's going to kind of define how people look at this class. You know, are, are they going to be able, um, you know, you look at Tony Mitchell taking an official visit to Texas A&M, holding on to him is obviously going to be a top priority. Which players are going to be able to land who are unsigned, you know, top of the list being James Smith, Quay Rousseau, and, and then also are they going to be able to pull off a flip or two? So, yes, uh, Wednesday is going to be a day with, um, you know, some big storylines one way or the other for Alabama. Need to tell everybody now a message from the NHTSA. Let's say you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you know, you, you live nearby. So you come right, it's no big deal. What of odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that can happen? Well, you could lose your insurance. You could lose your license. You could lose your job. You could total your car. You could kill yourself or kill somebody else. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads. They're there to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's life forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Okay, uh, Quay Russo, James Smith, they, they are the talk of the recruiting world. I mean, they are the talk. Caden Proctor's 
wedged his way in there now. But uh, <laughs> Quay Russo and James Smith have been like – it's so interesting that, that they're, they're so tied at the hip. I mean, how many times have we ever heard somebody say, well, if you get this guy, you'll get this guy, or it comes to fruition. These two guys literally seems like you get this one, you're going to get that one. Um, James Smith apparently will be taking an unofficial to Auburn this weekend. Quay Russo going to sit it out. Uh, he's probably just sort of tired of the recruiting process, I wager. But in the end, just tell us where you think these two guys end up. Yeah, this is tough, you know, because you look at that last-minute unofficial to Auburn that wasn't previously planned or, or previously thought that, you know, James Smith was going to be taken. It was initially reported that both were going, and then now it's going to be one. You know, I think that kind of leads things to be a little bit up in the air just because you never know how that's going to go. Um, it seems like things went pretty well with their meeting with Hugh Freeze on Wednesday. So I haven't made an official prediction just yet. Um, I think I told you before I would lean Alabama. I think I would still stick by that. I haven't heard enough to make me, um, you know, switch that, um, you know, switch where I'm leaning. But you know, this is gonna be this is gonna be an interesting battle to till the very end, just because Auburn's a program that they're very familiar with. They've been on campus, I think, four times during the fall for game day visits. Um, you know, took an official visit in June. You know, had had previously visited multiple times before then. So. You know, they have a lot of familiarity just with the culture at Auburn and just the program in general, not necessarily the staff, because obviously there's, you know, a new staff coming in. But, um, you know, just everything about Auburn, they're, they're familiar with. And then you have Alabama, which is obviously did not fire their head coach. Um, I mean, that, that that would be the news of the century. Um, but, you know, they, 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 they still have the same head coach. You know, they have, still have the same uh you know, assistant coaches that are recruiting them, the, the you know, the same primary and secondary coaches. So, yeah, we're, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think it's going to be a really interesting one. I think it's a lot tighter, um, you know, th th than I initially assumed it would be coming down this home stretch. I thought once, you know, Brian Harson was fired that it, it, it would kind of seal the deal for Alabama. But, um, you know, these are two young men who, uh, you know, they, they kind of look at recruiting a little bit differently than, than you know, than most you know, they're obviously approaching it different than most by being a five-star package duel, uh, something I've never seen in my in my time doing this. So, um, you know, I think we should we should wait to see what happens this weekend, but I'd still probably give the slight edge to Alabama. And really quickly, um, I don't know how much basketball stuff you do, but Alabama's got a big one against Gonzaga this weekend, obviously, in Birmingham. And um, I know you're not – in, in Alabama, so you probably won't get to go, but uh, it's going to be a, a fun game. What are your thoughts on the basketball team so far this year? Yeah, I mean, you, you squeaked out a three-point win against Memphis. You know, you're able to beat uh, two number one teams at the time, North Carolina uh, and Houston. Houston being the most impressive one, obviously, because North Carolina wasn't really viewed as as a number one team that, that lost before. Um, you know, they, they weren't playing like a number one team, but you have Houston on the road, such a difficult matchup and, and to win that game and, um, you know, to, to climb into top five of the rankings. I mean, who, who would have ever thought that we'd be saying uh, Alabama basketball is ranked higher than Alabama football? I mean, my goodness, that's, that, that's, that's something, but uh, credit to Nate Oates and company. They have a really good, um, you know, mixture of, of length, uh, intensity on defense. Uh, I, I think they're going to be a tough team to score on. I know it wasn't necessarily the case against Memphis, um, I think they're going to be a tough team to score on when it comes to March Madness just because of uh, of what they bring to the table from a size perspective, from a length perspective. They're really active. Um, they're coached really, really hard. If, if, they can, if they can shoot in that, I want to say, high 30s, um, low 40s type range from, from distance, 
during the tournament? Because, I mean, that's that's at the point what we're talking about, Luke, with, with this team. How far are they going to be able to make it in the tournament? Because they seem like a team that's poised to have a, a, a solid regular season run based on this non-conference start. Um, you know, when you, when you talk about their NCAA tournament projections, there's going to be a few factors. The three-point shooting, how consistent it's going to be, the defensive intensity. Are they going to be able to maintain that in March, um, you know, against tough team after tough team? And then Brandon Miller, is he going to be able to be the guy that we saw against Memphis and saw against teams before? Or is he going to have some of those struggles like he did against Houston? Um you know, though you have to applaud him for what he did with knocking down those clutch free throws down the stretch. But uh, you, you look at this Alabama team, I think there's some reason to be excited here. You know, they're a team that can definitely make a run. Uh, and you have to love the way that, that the true freshmen are playing early on. And especially um, Noah Clowney. I mean, he's he's been incredible. Uh, yeah, he, he has been fantastic. His rebounding and, um, you know, ability to stretch, stretch the floor has been amazing. Um you know, you, you you just look at look at this team top to bottom. They, they they seem like they can make a run, a really strong run. You know, what's funny about Noah Clowney, I, I think he is playing like an upper tier college guy. But, you know, Brandon Miller is just sort of in his own stratosphere. I mean, he's sort of like yeah. – it's like he's already pro. But Noah Clowney is is playing so well by, by Alabama historical uh, references here. He would be – the uh, one of the top freshmen in Alabama history, if you ask me. But Brandon Miller's playing just at such a professional level that it's almost like Noah Clowney gets discounted, which he shouldn't. I mean, he's the Damari Brown of this basketball team. I mean, he's <laughs> awesome. And um, yeah. it's just, you know, because you got these other Caden Brockters and James Smith and Quay Russell, you, you, you sort of overlook him sometimes. But, man, I don't even know why well, Noah Clowney even plays anymore. You should just put in the box score. I'm going to get 16 points and 11 rebounds. I do every game. I mean, I do that every game. I am solid as a rock with that. So, man, and Jaden, Bra- Jaden Bradley has been uh, amazing oh, too. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's really given um, you know Al- Alabama a spark off the bench there, and um, you know, I, I think it's gonna be interesting to see what what they kind of do with that point guard situation. You know, um, you know who who gets to handle the ball. I I, I think Javon Quinterly when he's on, he's on. Um, but when he's off, he he makes some. He makes some decisions, you know, yeah. when taking it to the cup that are a little bit questionable. Against Houston, he went up uh, like he was like under the backboard and he, three defenders around him. He needs to make some smart decisions, um, you know, but I, I like what I've seen from Mark Sears when he's, you know, been involved in the game plan. Um, you know, he, he, he can if, if, speaking of someone who gets hot, he, he's hot. Uh, that, that's Mark Sears from from beyond the three point line. So. Yeah, I, I you'd look at that mix mixture of veteran leadership and and the young guys. I mean, it kind of seemed like a perfect formula for Bama to make potentially a Final Four run. There, I say. God, let's let's hope so. I mean, in my lifetime, it would just uh, it's just something that's just got to happen. I got to go see one. I've been <laughs> to a Final Four. I've been to a national championship. Of course, Alabama wasn't involved neither, but it was a ton of fun. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd love to go to one. I'd lose my mind. But, uh, uh, Joseph, man, you're the absolute best. I mean, you jumped on last second. Totally appreciate you, brother. And I hope that you have um, a, a fantastic holiday season. And uh, if we ever get some locked on merch, you're the first person I'm sending some to. We just don't have any. But if I ever get some, I'm sending it to you, bro. I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, as uh, the NFL players used to say after winning a Super Bowl, I'm heading to Disney World. I'm going to Disney World today. So uh, that's my one and only time I can say that. So uh, I-, I took advantage of it. But, yeah, I-, I thank you so much, Luke, for having me on. I really appreciate it. 
Who are you going to Disney World with? Oh, going with my family. I'm I'm back home. Um, you know, for the oh. holidays. So yeah, uh, my my mom, my dad, my brother. Um, heading out to to do that Mickey's Merry Christmas thing they have there. So very oh, excited about that. Yes, very excited. Good. Well, you know, here's the thing. Um, if I were you, I would find some side hustles after this because <laughs> all of you will be broke. I we went to uh, Disney World about 12 years ago. You know, my parents took my brother and his family and me and my family. And I mean, I'm going to say plus or minus 15 to 20 grand later, we get home. Yeah, it, it's I mean, a lot of money. Yeah. And, and we're not book. we're not staying on the on the resort, which is what I think you, you may have done. Right. Uh, the yeah, Disney, yeah. Yeah. We're not we're, we're staying off off this off Disney. It's already enough pain to get in. It's like one hundred and eighty a ticket. They've really hiked up the prices. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. The good I'll, be, news I'll be on is, my I'll, uh, I'll be I'll be on my phone, though, um, you know, while yeah. waiting for all the notifications, the Caden Proctor tweets, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's that's true, because, you know, with Caden Proctor, everything's a small world because he's so yeah. big. So <laughs> what I did there. Um, yep. But uh, what, I will say this one more Disney story that uh, my youngest son, who at the time we took him, was two or three. And he did throw up in the gift shop. And I and it kind of I kind of was like, OK. That made me feel better about some of this money I spent. Like somebody had to work extra. <laughs> so I like that. Anywho, uh, Merry Christmas, buddy. Thank, thank you so much for joining us and uh, Roll Tide. Merry Christmas, Luke. Thank you so much, Roll Tide.